This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Hello and welcome to Sunday Worship. My name is Sam Davidson and it's great to be with you. Our guest speaker today is Colonel Richard Borrett, Territorial Commander in the Eastern Europe Territory. And he'll be talking about making a habit of hope as part of our Lent teaching series. This message is particularly pertinent on this year's Self-Denial Altar Service Sunday, when we're thinking about officers around the world whose ministry can bring hope and light in dark situations. This weekend is also significant for another reason. Salvationists across the territory have gathered at Warwick University for the Belonging and Believing event. This weekend has seen all ages explore belonging, discipleship and membership within the Kingdom of God and the Salvation Army. If you would like more information on this event, then please do head to salvationist.org.uk and keep an eye out for updates and articles on belonging and believing. But please do hold this event in your prayers for today and for the days to come. Today's Bible reading for Sunday worship is taken from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 22 to 25. And this is from the Message Translation. Let's do it, full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worship together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. Hello, everyone. Greetings to you wherever you are and whenever you are listening. I'm speaking to you today from my office in Chisinau in the Republic of Moldova, a little country that is found on the map just between Ukraine and Romania and which provides the location for the Salvation Army's territorial headquarters in Eastern Europe. My wife Anne and I arrived in 2020 in the middle of the Covid pandemic. So the first year of and more was spent in negotiating life in a foreign land with all sorts of confusing restrictions. And then, just as we were beginning to see some kind of normality returning, the war began in Ukraine as Russian forces invaded in 2022. So here we are, some two years later, holding on to a hope that one day soon the roads and the towns and cities of Ukraine will be peaceful and safe once again. So the people of that great land will be able to start a process of rebuilding that will no doubt take many years. Our theme for today is making a habit of hope. Lent is one of those seasons in the year where we can take advantage of this opportunity to put down some habits and then to pick up some others. Some of those things stay with us, whilst others are just for a short space of time. One year, I decided to give up having sugar in my coffee and I've never gone back to it. In another year, I decided to give up chocolate, and that was obviously only ever going to be temporary. I think it's useful to reflect on our habits from time to time. Some things can be very useful, necessary even, while others might need the exercise of some restraint so we can maintain a healthy life balance. But these habits are external, related to what we consume. Making a habit of hope fits into a whole different category of life, the internal habits, our attitudes. This doesn't devalue the attention given to our habits of consumption because it's through the process of temporarily denying ourselves that we open ourselves up 
to reflect upon the deeper things of life. It has been said that a period of six weeks is usual in making or breaking a habit. Maybe this is why Lent is particularly useful in this respect, as it allows us long enough for a change to take place and for us to evaluate if that change is necessary in our lives. I had to smile recently as I was doing some reading around the idea of the Lenten fast. One writer described it as an obstacle course we need to get around in order to get to the celebration of the Feast of Easter. This seems to me to be quite at odds with the idea of making hope a habit in this time of preparation for Easter. I don't think Lent is supposed to be a legalistic thing that just makes us miserable. But it might bring us a gentle challenge about how we come to view these few weeks in our calendar. Hebrews 10 and verse 23 reminds us to hold tightly without wavering to the hope we have. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. In my own devotions recently, I've been reflecting on some of the Psalms. Psalm 77 presents us with the voice of one who in anguish is crying out for God, while God apparently remains silent. He's looking for hope when the circumstances that surround him suggest that there is none. In the first verse, he cries out to God, Oh, that God would listen to me. And then in verse 2, he says, there can be no joy for me until he acts. In verse 7, he says, has God rejected me forever? This is somewhat reminiscent of the better known words from Psalm 22, which were quoted by Jesus as he hung on the cross. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Has God forgotten the psalmist? Has he abandoned him? If he has, then all hope is lost. The lament in Psalm 77 continues for 10 verses until suddenly within the text there is a ray of light. Verse 11 says, But then I recall all you have done. In the psalmist's mind is the story of the Exodus, that time in Israel's history when God provided salvation for his people who were also seemingly without hope. The rest of that psalm recounts how the mighty arm of the Lord led his people from Egyptian captivity into freedom, leading the people along their road like a flock of sheep. Even in those times, hundreds of years before Christ, the psalmist finds hope that God's action in the past is the best indication of his plans for the future. Joseph Henry Gilmore's song, He Leadeth Me, songbook 645, hints at the writer's own experience of the Lord's leading. And by joining in the words of this helpful song, we can reaffirm our own commitment to walking with God, sure of his faithfulness. I invite you to listen to these words just now, and maybe follow along in your own songbook. It's song 645.
sometimes waves as By water still our troubled sea, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. From the Psalms, we can move forward in time to the writing of the letter to the Hebrews. We find ourselves back in Hebrews chapter 10, where verse 23 reminds us to hold on tightly without wavering to the hope we have, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. These words are reminiscent of the psalmists. Of course, the author's recollection is no longer related to the Exodus, but rather to Christ's life and death and resurrection. But the same God is proving trustworthy so that all hope can be placed in him. But what of us today? Maybe like the psalmist, we have those times ourselves where God appears to be silent. For two years now, we in Eastern Europe, along with many people around the world, have been crying out to God for an end to war. The suffering of millions of people literally on our doorstep has brought us to tears. And we have cried, how long, O Lord? That's one of our specific prayers. You, of course, will have your own. People cry out in the midst of all sorts of crises. Some cries are on a global scale. Some are much closer to home. All of them matter to God. 
And in the midst of this, as salvationists, we choose to be a people of hope, holding before others the light of Christ, who through his body, the church, and through this particular part of it, the Salvation Army, shines like a light in the darkness. We know the God to whom we cry, because he has made himself known to us in Jesus. We choose to be the people who look for hope and who hold tight to it, not for our own sakes, but for others, that they too might get hold of this hope. At the close of our self-denial appeal, we have the chance to bring hope in a tangible way through the gifts we give. As a representative of a territory that receives much of its funding from other parts of the Salvation Army world, I can testify to the huge impact that money has. Lives are changed. People are fed. Children are clothed and educated. And the gospel is shared and received in many ways. In short, we bring hope into the lives of people, many of whom have otherwise lost it. We remind them of a God and of his people who has not abandoned them and who cares. So I'm thankful for this season of Lent. I'm thankful for the reminder of all the privileges that are mine, giving me the freedom of choice of what habits I keep and what I relinquish. And I hold on to the hope that we have, because God can be trusted to keep his promise. I pray that you will know this truth in your own lives as well, and that hope for you will become a habit that leaks out of you and brings blessing to others. Please pray with me. Father God, we thank you for the hope found in the gospel of Jesus. May we walk ever closer to you and may we be so captured by this hope that we can do nothing less than to share it according to all the blessings you have given to us. Continue to lead us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear Lord, as we mark our self-denial altar service today, bless our gifts. Multiply them, we pray, and use them to bring hope. Amen. A big thank you to Colonel Richard Borrett for bringing today's message to us, and thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you would still like to give to this year's self-denial appeal, then please visit salvationist.org.uk where you can give online. That's salvationist.org.uk. Thank you for listening. Goodbye, and God bless.